Today is ours. Let's live it. And love is strong. Let's give it. A song can help. Let's sing it. And peace is dear. Let's bring it. The past is gone. Don't rue it. Our work is here. Let's do it. The world is wrong. Let's right it. The battle is hard. Let's fight it. The road is rough. Let's clear it. The future fast. Don't fear it. Is faith asleep? Let's wake it. Because today is ours. Let's take it. This should be fun. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is like super brand new and, um, you know, help getting the word out and, you know, just trying to highlight females that are doing really cool shit and, you know, having a good time. So we're just going to jump right into some questions for you and we'll play like a little uh, either or kind of game and it'll be fun. You ready? I am ready. All right. So my first question is pretty open-ended. Why cooking? Um, <laughs> um, It wasn't something that, that came that easy to me. Like we just, like you just said, that question. Um. Honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So straight out of high school, um, which my, my high school days was kind of disturbed due to Katrina. But um, in high school, we had like a little career day. And I talked to a couple of people. And straight out of high school, like I, I went into the union, like the construction union to do stuff. Because I was like the first person that I talked to at career day. I know I didn't want to be a deadbeat when I left high school. So I was like, you know what, let me just get into something. You know, went to the painters union. And I was like, you know what, this this really ain't for me. I got laid off right around Christmas time. I was like, this really not for me. I didn't even know what laid off meant. <laughs> I was like, what? I don't, I don't have a job. I do have a job. I don't get it. So <laughs> that happened. And I was like, you know, I always went back to cooking. Cooking was something that I was doing with my mother. For holidays, I was doing all the prep work. I had to peel shrimp, peel potatoes, do stuff mm-hmm. like that. So something that I always grew up doing. But when I looked back at it, I never thought that it was going to be a career. Because I always noticed if I looked for a job, I was always under food and hospitality. Like nothing else applied to me. But yeah. it, it wasn't snapping to me until like I officially just started taking things seriously. And um, I said, well, let me take my time and do this. And I joined a program called Liberty's Kitchen. And it kind of put me into the chef world and how you can take your cooking skills to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so once you did that, you realized, like, yeah, this is absolutely, you know, what I want to do. Yeah, once I started doing it, I was like, well, duh. It was like ding, ding, like something wrong in my head, like, duh. Like, you should have, you know, been doing this. Because it was something that I was always doing in the beginning. So it just only made sense for me to just take it more seriously and try to 
get into more positions and learn more about it. Right. And so once you started learning, did you have to go to school for it? Or was it just like an opportunity that came up? Or do most people, you know, who want to be chefs, like to really be taken seriously, do you, you have to go to school? Um, uh, I don't think that you have to go to school because and this is just a two, two-sided question. These days now, it looks better to have a culinary school on your resume because it makes people take you more seriously. I mean, but everybody knows that the restaurant industry was always an industry that you can come up through the ranks. They have lots of stories of executive stuff starting off in the dish room. So that was always primarily the job that you can excel in. But these times now that is glamified more through the food network and things like that, it's making people have to take it more seriously. So now I would say now in these times, mm-hmm. it would be better to have it, but it doesn't expedite anything. Once you get out of culinary school, it's not like, okay, you're a chef now. That's not how it works. Oh. If you still have to put the time in, you still have to go along the ranks, and you still have to work to earn that title. Yeah. It's not like you just, you even if you do a four-year program, because I honestly got an opportunity and my opportunity was in 2011, I won a scholarship, full-paid scholarship to go to a culinary school in New York. Uh-huh. So I won that scholarship and from that opportunity, because it was a prominent chef at the time that I won it from, from that opportunity, I was awarded the 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 um opportunity to move up a little bit faster in the kitchen because they saw that I had that experience from school, but also having that prominent chef back me up with schooling and experience kind of got me to go into that title a little bit easier. Yeah. Did you feel ready for it? Like once the opportunity came and you saw that they, you know, they trust you, they see your skills, they know what you can do. Did you feel ready though? Or was it kind of like, oh yeah, I got this. (laughs) For, um, for years, after school, I never felt ready. Everybody put pressure. Well, everybody was putting pressure on me because of how I got my scholarship and the things that I did. Everybody, once I graduated, was like, okay, so what are you going to do? When are you going to have a restaurant? It seemed kind of overwhelming at the time. And after school, I can tell you, I was completely scared, didn't know anything about running the kitchen, let alone like knowing, being confident at my cooking skills. So yeah. Running the kitchen is just a whole nother ball game. And I have to say, I'm probably like seven years out. I graduated in 2012, six or seven years out now. And now I, I feel like, okay, I can do it. Yeah. But even coming into that point, I was kind of scared because people make you feel like it's just, oh, you can't reach that or you can't attain that position or that title because, oh, you just just a line cook. You should just be a line cook. Especially yeah. our people, our race. They don't never give you that opportunity to make you think that it's attainable. Because they're like, oh, no, just be, just be a line cook for 10 years. Man. And then you come along the way. But I figured out that that's really not the smart way either. Right. I kind of had to build a formula for myself to excel the way I did. Because you look at everybody else, they have all these expectations for you. But you got to set your own expectations. Mm -hmm. I said I wanted to be a chef or I wanted to get out of that title. So once I 
couple of years out of school and I started feeling a little bit comfortable, when people didn't want to give me opportunity, then I was like, okay, I got to bounce from this situation. And then I noticed that I had to get out of restaurant restaurants. Like, New Orleans is a restaurant city. So you go to the first quarters, Bourbon Street, then you have all sorts of restaurants all over. But those are like plantations. And I figured out that you got to go up in those restaurants to learn all your skills. And then once you figure it all out for yourself, then you got to go corporate. Or you got to go to like a hospital or a school that people might shun you for. Like, oh, man, you you have so much talent. Why wouldn't you want to work at this five-star restaurant or this with this stuff? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you want me to work there for $10 an hour? Because that's all they could afford. Or that's all that they paying for their line cook. Right. If you want to go out and actually run kitchens and do stuff, the best way is corporate. You're going to have to go to a chain restaurant. It's going to have to be some, probably even something corny, a hospital, a school, a college, or something like that. Once you start going into those places, you start uh-huh. seeing that it's not as black, as white as the restaurants are, and everybody has an opportunity to excel. Wow. Can you explain how, like, what are the ranks? Like, when you come out of school, typically, like, what do you expect to be your first job? Then, like, what's the next rank and the next rank? And, like, what what is your personal goal, too, like, from where you are now moving forward? So, coming from culinary school, you can probably expect, and it depends on the person. If you are a passionate, grinding person who just you want to excel, then you're probably going to move faster than a person who just wants it to be given to them. Because you got to understand that once you leave culinary school, first you're going to have to figure out where you want to go. And if you are a creative person, then that means that you're going to want to go to a restaurant, you know, with known stuff or a type of cuisine that you want to do. But if you go to that restaurant, it's probably not going to – you got to also understand, too, this is not a glamorous profession. We don't get paid like top dollar. Um, the base pay is like 10, 11, 12 if you're lucky, you know, depending on our experience. So, like, you have to top that with working 12, 13 hours on the street all the time, and it's not a pretty industry, and the people aren't, you know, nice who work there. So, you have to get over that hurdle first. Unless you say that, okay, I could do this. Cause that's not gonna deter me from anything. Then you'll start moving, and then once you start doing that, and you start moving, then it just depends on how fast that you mastered those things. Cause if you master stuff in the kitchen, then you're gonna move around. But like I said, if you're not gonna go that that far in the restaurant like that, depending on what demographic you in. If you're in a southern place like you're probably not going to get that far in a restaurant unless you know someone because it's all about who you know in a city like this. But I just just expect to get paid crap in the beginning. <laughs> expect to work hard, yeah. long hours, because you, you're not going to buy a house. You're not going to, you damn near not going to pay your bills. You're probably going to need two jobs, mm-hmm. you know, but if you love it, you're going to do it for a while. And then once you figure out that formula for yourself, then you're going to have to start figuring out, okay, where can I transition to, to make the money that I need? You have to learn how to run a restaurant. You can't. You got to get off the line at some point in time because that's how they trick you. They make you think that, oh, you just got to be the best chef, so you just you have to cook on the line for all of these years. 
Nah, because if you end up on that line, you're not going to know anything. And the, the thing that you need to know is how to food costs, how to budget, how to do orders for your restaurant, how to how to how to make your um ends meet and your bottom line before you lose all of your money and go out of business. And that's what that's the things that people are not being taught. Right. Unless they either go to culinary school or they have some sort of program that's going to introduce them to that, but they're not exposed to it, so they're not qualified for those positions. Right. So once you open yourself up to working your way around a restaurant, either get in with somebody who will teach you or, like, pick up some, some classes or food costs and stuff like that so that you can have a real-life image of what that looks like. Because once you know those things, Getting a job is so easy in this industry because you could pretty much say some stuff and I could hear you talk. I know if I know that what you're saying is matching up, then I could be like, okay, he know what he's talking about. Uh-huh. If you're telling me about numbers and how how these how the food cost is and how much you would make this and if you was running this amount of labor time, would you let somebody go? Like, there's questions that I can ask you. Right. And if you answer them correctly, I could give you a title because I just know being a chef is not about cooking. Now it's a knowledge game. You got to know how to schedule people on your shifts to where you're not just soaking up money when you don't have business. Got to learn how to take people off the clock. Got to learn how to not pile up food in the refrigerator just because you're just trying to. You got to learn how to balance it out with what your actual sales are. Yeah. And that's the thing that will get us in the positions that we need to be to be successful in this industry. There's so much to this that you said in like three minutes that I have never <laughs> thought about. Like I've thought about the fact that, you know, <clears throat> there it's a business, you know, with most skills, you come out of college, you think, you know, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm just going to get a job. They're going to pay me great. I'm going to. You know, yep. it's going to be comfortable. That's and what every, even I thought that in the beginning. I was like, so after I graduated culinary school, you call me chef? <laughs> like, I was so green to the point where I wasn't even thinking, man. You were, like, now the word chef is just, like, so people tossing around so lightly. That's that's something that I take very, very seriously because yeah. the chef does, is he's multifaceted. Like, he doesn't just do one thing. Right. But chef does everything. He has to think of every little thing. Right. That is, like, is that part of the reason why a lot of creative people, especially, like, creative cooks, also have some kind of business partner so that they don't have to think about all of the business stuff? Oh, yeah, because that's going to block your creativity. Yeah. Like, being caught up in the business, like, it's not going to make you, you're not going to be trying to cook right because... That's just the whole life of it. That's why chefs have a whole bunch of line cooks and sous chefs that they leave into to those positions because a chef really doesn't do that. Let, let, to be honest with you, a chef, that's when you stop cooking. That's when you reach the pinnacle of the cook of the cook lifestyle and you move on to like doing the paperwork. That's the paperwork side of it, honestly. Yeah. You dare you you dare to make sure the quality is okay that people are doing what they're supposed to do. But at the end of the day, you the bread and butter. Yeah. You make sure those doors continue to turn, that people continue to have a job, people all making money, the restaurant making money, and people enjoying themselves. At the end of the day, but people just see oh food network. You just you gotta be chef, man. You must cook some good. Yeah, I do cook good stuff, but I I gotta thank a lot. <laughs> I have to think a lot about every little variable. 
that may or may not happen. That is like the boss, like the most boss. I can't say, I guess I could say it, but it's like, that's some boss shit. (laughs) And, and, and that's what it all comes down to. Like, Chef, that's the real boss. Yeah. He's a real boss. Like, I, I, when I came up, I tell people all the time, all I knew how to do was say yes, chef, and no chef. And you have to humble yourself in this, in this industry. You can't be a person who don't want to take direction or feel some type of way. Sometimes I used to be myself. I had to break out of that though. Once you, once you realize that people not telling you nothing because of no personal stuff and this is about a job and a business at stake, then you start realizing, okay, but you have to be that kind of person who has that set in my head. Like, you know, one day I'm going to want to do this because you're not going to take it seriously if you don't. You're going to have a cook's mentality. And a cook's mentality is I'm just going to come up in here, do my little hours, cook my food, and go home. Yeah. But a chef is, I got to come up in here, I got to plan this, got to make sure, oh, yeah, this person called out, this person going to be on vacation. Oh, man, we got a brunch on Sunday, so I got to do that on top of that VIP party. Oh, man, we don't have this, so I got to substitute that for that. It's, it's so much things that's going on in our head at one time that it's just like, I sometimes I don't see how I get it all done. But, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the best part of it, like to know that you got all these moving pieces going on in your head and you didn't crumble yet like that's the cool aspect of being a chef to me do you think that being okay now this this is just an observation but from what you're describing like with all the moving parts do you feel like you have an advantage as a female because our brains do kind of multitask all the time or do you think that it's even worse because you have it's like overload like it's too much <laughs> um i don't think so because they have some awesome women chef out there and we are a little bit we we are a little bit more structured sometimes we could be a little bit more like i wouldn't say like demanding but we're we're more like crisp and organized uh-huh. and like we to the point but like it's still a different dynamic because yeah. women chef are just they they just different they're different. I cause cause I've worked for I worked for Susan Spicer down here, and it's totally different from working from her for working for her and working for a person like John Bish. Yeah. So it's like she she's a good person in her own. She's one of those pe- people. She came to me when I was doing something. It was like you doing that right, and I was like, huh? She was like, come on, you know better. Uh-huh. It's like calling you out on stuff like that, and just like how they run their stuff compared to men. It's totally different. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just it's two totally different. different ways. How are the men? Uh, <laughs> the men are pretty much that they. Honestly, I would like to work with guys more than I like to work with women. Yeah. Um, I don't work with a lot of women cooks, but at my job, I have a lot of women staff. I have a cold run production of girls, well, mm-hmm. women. And I have two women cooks, and I have two men cooks at the time right now. And um, the to, I have one female who is close to the age that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a extremely hard time with her for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> I just really feel like it's a girl thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just think she feels some type of way because maybe she feel like she should be. I don't know. 
But uh, that's another thing that I could <laughs> say about this topic. I was like, being that I'm so young, 27, and I've been in management now for like two, two three, maybe four years. Uh-huh. And um, it's tougher for our people, for yeah. me to manage our people than anybody else. And I think that's <laughs> so horrible because we make it so hard for each other. It's like we, we don't want to take direction from us. Mm-hmm. We'd rather take direction from another demographic or somebody else. It's like okay. that's the hardest thing that I had to deal with in management now. But um, men, I I actually like to work. I actually like to work with them because it's just like it's, it's straightforward with them. It's just like right. okay, do that. I feel like they're a lot less emotionally attached right. to the food because okay. I feel like as a woman, if somebody tells me my food was bad or like something was too crispy or something, you know, or something <laughs> was the wrong color, I be like, I'm like, I feel like you're personally attacking me <laughs> versus, you know, just as an example, like I can, I can kind of relate to maybe why there's a difference with how the, the women might respond to correction over something that because f- cooking is kind of like I, I relate it to anything creative but it's like an extension of yourself you know what I'm saying like how you express you and how you put you into how you cook so it's like you know if you have a problem with my cooking you got a problem with me <laughs> <laughs> and um I don't think I ever I don't think I ever um ran into that problem but I can tell you the difference between women chef and men chef, women are more nur- nurturing just mm-hmm. in general. Like women, like even me, like I say I don't care, but then I care. You know, I care, I care about my staff. You know what I'm saying? I care about my people. And sometimes I say I don't care about what they think. I, I do. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to love me. Sometimes I, I want them to like me. I want to uh, do more for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but men is just like, uh, I know at one job I was just, more emotional and more attached to my people than like a, a man chef would be just like because I guess I'm a woman and like I know other women chefs like Tiffany Derry from Dallas like she would tell me her experience she was like man you know I drove one of my line cooks to the hospital when he was having his kids so it's like stuff like that that yeah. you get like you know women we are more motherly so that's going to transpire to us when we out there like so I care I care more about like my guys like even if they would leave or like I would, cause if I knew that they was out here out in these streets or something like that, I would genuinely care about yeah. it. I don't know if male chefs really care about stuff like that, yeah. but I think that probably would be a, a difference in the women's chefs and the men's chefs. Yeah, that makes sense though. And like some of your mentors, do you have different mentors just like throughout your whole career or do you, have you stuck with the same mentor from the beginning? Um, I had one mentor associated with my scholarship, and which he's kind of still there, but I I had several mentors, honestly. Um, I was blessed to go through that process because I had a lot of people who welcomed me and opened their arms to me to come and ask them all type of stuff. So I'm well-loved out here, so I get to go into people's <laughs> kitchens and talk to them. I get to go to Dookie Case and go talk to Miss Leah whenever I want to. And I get to go, you know, to Dillard and uh, go talk to the people who got things going on there who helped me out. So, like, I've been blessed to have a whole bunch of friends in the industry who just circled around me. 
and um kept me humble and would tell me whatever type of advice that I needed to know or help me through whatever situation I needed to get through. Like your family is supportive too? Oh yeah, my my family's supportive. Um, like I said, cause I went through kind of a, it, it was like a big thing to where people announced the news all over. So it was like, oh, you were like I don't think my mom. Yeah, yeah, like I was there. So like once my mom saw that, I guess she just, I didn't think that she knew that I took it seriously like that too. I'm a kind of closed up person and I don't like let you know a lot of stuff unless I know what's going on. So I told my mom that, you know, I was going to New York and won a scholarship the day that I knew that I found out. Like that's the type of person that I, I am. And I was like, I just went up with the flowers and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to New York. She's like, New York? Who you know out there? What, what you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm about to go to New York to school. So she like, she didn't know that it was that serious. But that's the kind of person I am. I ain't going to hype you up. I ain't going to say, yeah, I'm going to do this. Because if I amp people up, then I might not do it. <laughs> or I might not follow through. So I like to just tell people when it's official. Like, that's the type of stuff that I like to do. Yeah, that's something that I would do. Just be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm moving to Australia. Just wanted you to know. (laughs) I'm a very spur of the moment type of person. So you've gotten to travel a lot with, like, through the scholarship, through the best uh, foundation, right? Like, were there any particular countries that stood out the most or like particular areas where you were just like, what are they eating out here or, or anything like that that just was crazy for you? Um, not that crazy, but just different. Um, just through the scholarship, I was able to go to London with Chef Besh and that was crazy. But, um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm a chef. I don't like to go outside of my area. Like I'm not just, I'm not a weird, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, that looks weird. I got to try it. Like, I'm I'm not that kind of person. I'm like, I'm like a stick to what you know type of person. So I'm eating fish and chips. That was my thing out there because I can relate to fish and chips out there. But um, I went to Abu Dhabi recently this year in Dubai. And um, it's just the dynamic is different out there. Like, so in the morning, they might date, might eat baked beans and stuff like that. So their digestive system and everything, and hummus with pita bread in the morning. Uh-huh. So it's like it's just a different dynamic when you go to other places. But honestly, out of all places that I've been, New Orleans is just my favorite, <laughs> my favorite place to eat. Cause I could go anywhere else and lose a ton of weight if I've been there for a long time, and come to New Orleans and just gain it back within a week. Like it's nothing. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that ain't even fast food. That's just like, you know, good good home right. cooking from out here. So I don't know what it is, but it's a reason why this is a, a foodie city for real. Where do you, like, where is the chef hideout out here? Because, like, you know, everybody has, like, you know, they read the little whatever, you know, top restaurants in New Orleans, where to go this weekend, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like true cooks and chefs, out here, they have like some kind of secret society, and they go somewhere super exclusive, like nobody knows about. So yeah, where's that place? Um, I I know I know I know little like little holes in the walls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like honestly, like I'm I'm gonna go to like a like a mediocre place probably. Like I I go to like like 
no. to like corny places and eat, honestly. I really do. But like if they tell you to come out here then they for sure I will tell you but everybody knows about it. Like Chinese kitchen and stuff like that. Like that's the stuff that like we really grew up on and know about. Like that's the only Chinese food that I mess with in the city. Like I'm not going nowhere else for Chinese food. Like I'm gonna get some shrimp fried rice, some boneless chicken and two huge egg rolls. Yeah, and I'm gonna pay like probably thirty dollars for it, but it'll be fine. Like it's cool. Like I'll drop that money for it. <laughs> right. And you know it's places like Parkway Tavern and Mahoney's and places like right. that, like real city gyms that's been here for a while that you hit or miss, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to uh, upset you. You're going right. to go there and you're still going to have a good, like Ruby Slipper, like I like brunch. I'm a breakfast type of person. Uh-huh. So I like to wake up early, you know, go hit a nice brunch. Um, Toast is a, is a nice place. It's kind of like a uh-huh. hidden gym that's out here that you can get good brunch from. And um, I like to support chefs that's doing stuff out here. So, like, any pop-up with any type of chef that I'm associated with, if I support them, then I definitely like to see what's going on with that and see how creative they are. But What about the food trucks? Or do they get – do okay, now this is my question. Now, the food trucks, do they have a chef or is that just people who are really good at cooking whatever it is that they cook? On their food truck. It could be both. It could be both. Depending on whose food truck it is, it could be both. Most of the time, honestly, it's just a person who um either got their capital or investors or something like that, and they just going out with it. But if it's like, if it's really professional, they might have a chef involved with it. But if not, it just might be some, some regular person who yeah. had their idea and just wanted to go with it. And nothing's wrong with that. Like, most of the people who we eat from that's that's who it came from anyway everybody's not classically trained in school to have you don't even have to be classically trained in school to make a good product yeah you have to be business-minded and you have to deliver a good product to somebody you know what i'm saying you just can't put out anything so you know i don't knock those food truck people food truck of the of the lifetime i love rolling fatties (laughs) What, what's the name of it? It's Rolling Fatties. They park on Poydras. I want to say Poydras or Tulane. I think it's Poydras. Whichever one is like right by the hospital. Okay. And oh my God. What do they specialize in? It's burritos, but it's like, it's not a normal burrito. I don't know how to explain it, but they have this really interesting, like, kind of pickled. Oh, I love wine. Burrito. Why Want, but That's see, but listen, listen, no, trust me. Like, okay, Wands is good. I do like Wands flying burrito. <laughs> they straight. Okay, I give them that. They all right. But let me tell you, you have to have a rolling fatty. The fish is delicious. The chicken one, scrumptious. The shrimp one, off the chain. <laughs> just, right, I'm going to just, okay, I'm I'm gonna just I'm suggest that one. And it's New Orleans dudes that um that own it. I'm pretty sure it's New Orleans dudes that own it. Young guys. Um it's amazing. Okay. That's all I can say. It's really good. <laughs> I can't think about it because now like I'm really getting hungry. <laughs> and it, it's seven o'clock, so it's that time. Huh? Is it um like a Monday through Friday type thing? Yeah, it's pretty much just Monday through Friday. 
But they're like okay. right there where most of the food trucks park because all the medical students, like, they go have lunch over there mostly. You know, they could just like walk and go get whatever. It's so, oh my God. I just, yeah, I'm just going to let you know about that one. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely check that out. So what do you think about the way we, well, I'll ask you that question next, but in terms of places that you've been, are there any other places that you want to go to like go explore their food in particular? Yeah, I just I want to go to Africa so bad. Like I, I, I want to speak it in existence because every place that I went to, like since the scholarship popped off, I never thought that I would go with just been blessings and opportunities that happened that just made me available to go at the time. So Abu Dhabi in Dubai this year was just something that popped up. It was a street food festival. Oh, Found out about it and um I got involved. So I cook I actually cooked food out there. So it was a month long. It was three weeks and I went to three different cities out there for one week apiece. We went to Elaine for the first week, Abu Dhabi the second week and Dubai the third week. So that was a cool experience that I, I even went out there to get to cook and do that. Right. So that was cool. But I just want to I just want to go to Africa <laughs> so bad. And maybe if I just keep on speaking it into existence, it'll happen. Um, because honestly, everywhere that I went to, I never had to pay for it out of my pocket. So I've been to Copenhagen. I've been to London. Uh-huh. Um, I've been to Abu Dhabi and Elaine and all those things. So I'm like... Now I just want to go to Africa. Like right. those places was cool what too, but Africa? I just want to go to the motherland. Huh? Uh, either N- Nigeria, Nairobi, or Kenya. Uh huh. Nice. nice. So yeah. if I could go to either one of those, that'll be mm. like the bee's knees. If I get to chill and like go actually like just, I just want to like chill with the people and I want to cook with them. Right. And I want to know how to do it like official, official with them. Right. Like straight from the beginning. Like, yeah. Let's start. Yeah. And I've, um, I've been involved with places like, like the Dillard, the Dillard program. Um, I know the director of the Ray Charles program over there, Zella. And um, we did stuff at the Whitney Plantation oh, yeah. with um with some prominent people there who actually showed us how to cook in in the actual slave quarters. So I got to see it, but I actually want to do it. Yeah. So um, that's that's definitely on my bucket list that I never got to scratch off. You definitely um like just being a part of the food community. I feel like you kind of learn history you kind of learn customs you learn how people think through how they cook you know so I feel like I can read about it in a book or I can watch a damn you know discovery channel special or cooking or travel or whatever but seeing how I don't even say they but seeing how we cooked you know what I'm saying like that's just I don't know it's really dope so do you have any low budget fancy meals that you do um, my cabinet is filled. <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. That's that's my life because when you when you at the job like cooking, big batch cooking and recipe cooking all day. By the time you get home, you like drained and you don't have time for all that. It's still got to eat. So right now, my cabinet is filled up with those little Nora pasta side things. 
Uh-huh. Or like I'll flip and do all type of stuff with those. So like that you could just do whatever you want with those things. Like I add shrimp, I add chicken, I do sides to go with it. I always keep like chicken breast in the um fridge because like you can do so many things with that. And I'm trying to like cut out a lot of stuff like uh-huh. pork and I don't think I want to go all vegan, but I know I want to like do better with myself. So as of now, even though I know chicken is not as bad, but I just need some type of protein. Jesus yes. Christ. Oh, I can't, I can't live. I just need to have something like to fill myself. I'm not, I feel like I, I'm never going to be full if I don't right. have no type of meat in my uh, diet. But, um, Mama. I always keep chicken breast shrimp in the house. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, those things are, like, perfect. Honestly, I keep, like, random stuff like egg roll wrappers and stuff because you can eat either, like, you can do, like, those pastas at, like, the right size and, like, add a whole bunch of stuff and then fill it up in the egg roll wrapper. Like, you know, those tasty videos from Facebook? Oh, my God. I love that. I love that page so much. I'll even save the video, like, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, look at this. Like, and I will never so look at like, it again. It's perfect <laughs> for, for people like me. Like, I think adult Tasty is, like, perfect for chefs who like new ideas and don't have time to sit through, like, the lectures. Like, I don't need that. Like, I'm the kind of person, my mind goes, so I love that video because I could get the gist of it. Because if you know how to cook, all you need to do is see the stuff and be like, oh, oh, all right, I got that. Right, so you don't need all the little in-between steps because you already, you got it. Like, you know what to do. You just needed the the inspiration. Right, and, like, with me, people always ask me, well, well how you have to do this or how you do that? I was like, bro, cooking, it, it sh- you shouldn't have to think like that. Like, it's really just that if you want to put that in there, put that in there. <laughs> it's what you want to eat. Like, everybody, what well, should I do that? You, do you like that? All right, well, put it in there. <laughs> put a put a little bit up in there if it if you like it that much. Put a lot. I don't know. Like right. cooking is what you make it. Like it's, it's. I know we have recipes and things are written. We take recipes and flip them all the time. Like it's just a guideline to go by. You can mm-hmm. take it and do whatever you want with it. Right. That's what surprises me when people, especially like who live in Louisiana. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I grew up really around, you know, people who cook. So whether it's the men or the women, everybody, everybody cooked. Like it was a thing that you were proud of. But it's just bizarre to me when people are like, yeah, I don't know how to cook. I'm like, that's impossible. (laughs) Like that's that's literally impossible that you don't know. how. Like if you were given some ingredients and you were starving, trust me, you're going to cook something. So like, but that's the idea and a, a perception that we put out as far as like, could we make you think like now, now we think, now we make regular people think that you really have to know how to cook to either, to either be capable of cooking something <laughs> for yourself. Like that's how bad we like brainwash the whole society with this whole food network and all of this stuff like that. Cause people exactly. are like, no, you've been eating. Like what you talking about? Right. It's a, it's a little intimidating. Are there any people that you, like, just don't like cooking for? Like, either they're too picky or they expect you to do this super fancy, over-the-top stuff every time and you're just trying to eat? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, It's it's not. Because uh, most of the time, honestly, whenever I cook for people, I guess they already like that because I haven't had anybody who was, like, picky like that. But it's right. certain people, like, who come to the restaurants, like, you can tell 
no this, no that, no that, 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 that. Well, damn, I mean, you might as well have just created your own little dish. You just take all the elements out of the dish that we created. So, you know, people like that. And nowadays it's getting difficult with the different dietary needs now, with the, the mm-hmm. vegans and the gluten-frees and all these things that are coming up nowadays that make things, that makes cooking not more complicated, but it makes you think a little bit more. Right. Which is which isn't that bad, but you know, is is just something that it does. But I mean, that's just the thing. Yeah, that, my mom that's going on now. Uh, she was diagnosed with I don't even like saying diagnosed because I don't think it's that serious, but it is with diabetes. So I started looking up like you know all kind of different. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's serious, but I feel like because of her habits, it's reversible. Like, her, she just had, like, just kind of stupid habits. Like, drinking three, four, you know, Mountain Dews and, like, just stupid stuff. Oh, okay. But, like, for the most part, she really does cook. You know, she likes to eat organic and, like, she just is, she she doesn't mind making the dietary changes. So, for her, I looked up different, you know, diet ideas and, you know, different things that were out there. And the main thing that I was finding was that people were really big on, like, the paleo diet was a big one that came up. Right. And I love the paleo diet, but I'm a thinner person as it is. So, like, I like, I'm good with my white potato. Like, I'm <laughs> give me my white potato, please. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a stick figure. Like, give me something. But, right, like, right, paleo right. was good. That seemed really good for her. And, um... Just her carbs, like the wheat. I didn't realize that wheat was in almost ever, like it's in like canned foods and beans and like those wheats and grains. And as soon as she cut those out, when I tell you like her sugar immediately kind of just like drops, like it just went back to what it should have been. Right. But that's, that's all these processed foods that's killing us. Yeah. So I, I can, I like some of the dietary changes, but like even at home now because I'm I'm just more conscious of it I guess cuz of my mom now too I'm just sensitive to it but I'll try to get like the the flours that might not have gluten and so far I'm I'm able to cook the same things but I feel a little less like bloated I guess is the biggest difference yeah, that's what everybody said. And I think I probably need to cut gluten out, too, because Jesus, I love bread and everything bad for me. I'm not about to not eat bread, though. Like I said, I'm thin. I need all my carbs. I need all my carbs. Ain't nobody tripping. I said my mama, not me. <laughs> I'm good for now. Okay, so we're going to play, like, a little game. And it's really simple. It's kind of would you rather, but you just have to choose between two things. Okay, okay. you ready? Okay. Cast iron or stainless steel? Oh, uh, cast iron. All right. Sweet or spicy? Uh, sweet. Rice or noodles? Uh, rice. I wasn't. I was gonna ask you vegan or meat, but we kind of had that discussion. <laughs> uh, yeah, meat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah, ain't nobody about to do that. Um, okay. <laughs> ain't nobody got time. <laughs> ain't nobody got time. Going for thirds or eating dessert? I probably would say dessert because I got a mean sweet tooth. <laughs> dessert. Okay. Here we go. Potato pie. Sweet potato pie. You probably know where this is going. Or pumpkin pie. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Sweet potato. You know, I just had to ask. Okay. <laughs> Dinner date out on the town 
or cooking for Bay at home? Dinner date out on the town. Honestly, I stay in too much. So you're making yourself get out of the house. Yeah, I got to get out. I got to get out. <laughs> Honestly, because I will probably prefer that because I'm always working and doing stuff. But right. I'm going to say for the sake of Bay, we're going out on the town. Okay, last one. Do you like to cook with music or cook in silence? Man, music. What Man. music? What I'm What do you choose? Thinking. What are you What are you listening to when you cook? Slow jams, nineties, ballads, all that. I don't know why. I just knew you were gonna say like, I don't know, future. I don't know. Hell no, no. Like turn up I mean, while you cook. <laughs> honestly, it is moves. Like those do get you amped up in the kitchen. But like I like to chill, and if I know I got a lot of stuff to do. I'm going to turn it on, like, Pandora Salon channel, something like that, or 90s R&B, because, like, I want to go back while I'm, like, just chilling and reminiscing, just having a good time. I ain't trying to get amped up like that. If I'm getting amped up, we, we probably about to go do a banquet for 500 <laughs> But when you're chilling at home, nah, the 90s music. Okay. I like it. I like your taste. Real smooth on the smoother side. Okay, mm-hmm. so if someone were to make a romantic meal for the lady, because most of the listeners are women, what is like a romantic but not super complicated meal that you suggest? A romantic but not that complicated meal that I would suggest. Mm-hmm. I probably would say do some type of pasta because mm-hmm. that's not that complicated. And I guess we can do some shrimp since we don't want to go that extravagant. We don't want to have like steak, potatoes, and all that type of stuff. Something all heavy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we probably ain't gonna do all that because then we probably might get people scared or intimidated. Probably do a light pasta, like a shrimp alfredo, or something like that, scampi, or something like that, and do like. But the dessert gotta be bomb. You just gotta right. make a bomb dessert. Something. Um, you probably you probably need to get complicated for the dessert. Okay. It's just gonna be like that special. You might have to do a brulee or something, oh. something with cream. So you need That's a torch. Like, so now I gotta go torch. get a torch. So now you're saying <laughs> <laughs> you, you could go get that from like Dollar General or something like that. It's not that. It's not that that complicated. But you got a while of looking. That's I. I'm gonna try that. Like I haven't tried. Oh, nice little tour. If you want to keep it simple. We'll do a nice little berry tart or something like that. Something light and not going to be too heavy because, you know, your pasta is going to be creamy. That's going to be a little heavy. So maybe you could finish it off with, like, maybe some berries and cream or a little tart, a little fruit tart or something like that. Mm. Or if you want to get special and just, like, you know, make a little single cupcake, a little cute Uh little cupcake. That could be cool, too, but it's not that stressful. Okay. So put more of your effort into the dessert, ladies, is where she's, what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks for the tip. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Thanks the for the tip. So what about with the holidays coming up? Is it, like, completely the most stressful time in the year for you? Um, Not really. Like, that's really the um, – Thanksgiving is the day that I picked – that I take money out of my pocket and I cook, like, a huge meal and just, you know, for family and friends, I invite them over. Either I make a whole bunch of pies and 
to give them out to each person in the family or I do food and just invite everybody over. That's the one holiday that I do. Like, everybody else got to pick another holiday. Just Thanksgiving, I'm going to throw down like that. Yeah, that's good. That they don't put it all on you to do all the holiday work. Just to yeah, because you know that's how it's going to happen. They always, man, what you cooking every time you come around? You can never be a chef and everybody just always asking you to cook something. But don't yeah. nobody ever want to cook for the chef. You you, you don't never hear nobody want to cook Because <laughs> it's scary. Because if they cook something, it's bad. It is intimidating, but I'm the kind of person I would probably eat. As long as it's, and I'm a simple person too, because if it's simple for you, then I'm probably going to eat it. I'm not going to, I'm not like that. I'm not going to chew your stuff apart. Mm -hmm. But if it looks weird, I'm not going to eat it. (laughs) If it looks weird or smells weird, I'm definitely not going to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. I don't like fatty things. Like I don't, you know, I'm not that person. I'm not, I don't even do foie gras. Like I'm, Uh that's not my taste. I don't. Is there a certain I'm not trying to eat enlarged goose liver. I, I don't <laughs> I don't want you to like just just force feed a goose just for my satisfaction. That's not how I wanna live. I'm not <laughs> <that> I think <laughs> Right, like <laughs> I'm not even that person. Like just you know, just be real. <laughs> so do you think you're gonna stay as a chef? Is or do you wanna move into like management, owning your own place or I think I'm going to do this for a little bit, but I don't know. I got dreams and aspirations. I'm trying to do all types of stuff. I'm trying to get on TV if they let me on there. <laughs> I want to do so much more than just food. Like, I, I kind of, I sort of kind of want to be a face of it, but then not. Like, I want to have my own, I want to build my own brand. Like, I want to have my own chef yeah. wear. I want to have this do a cooking show or do a TV show or whatever type of thing. Seasoning blends or different things like that. Yeah, like I want to get into the whole business of it, Mm. of food and outside of it, because, I mean, I've studied under a superstar already, so it kind of got me like, all right, maybe I can do it. Yeah. And what about, like, cooking for celebrities out here? Are they calling you? Or, like, banquets and like that? Um, I'm getting into doing, well, I do a whole bunch of stuff sometimes, most of the time, for free, for a whole bunch of organizations that I do, like, support and I'm a part of. But I do pop-ups and do stuff like that. But now, in in this process of this journey that I'm doing, I'm finally getting to the point where I'm legitimizing everything. So, I mean, I don't cook. I graduated in 2012. I've been in management now, so I finally took the time to get my business and stuff legitimate, LLC. So I did that recently this year. But, yeah, so I had the website up now. That's going along with other stuff. And um, I plan on just getting my ducks in the row for when I do start that because that's the thing that I want to do, too. I want to... I wanna I wanna sh- cater and chef to the celebrities, but also not just the celebrities too. Like I still want to do stuff for average people, but too yeah. like those programs that I came from. I want to give back and do stuff there. Like I I love to do like instructing and like talking to kids about stuff because I do that at Liberty's Kitchen. I go uh-huh. back. I talk to them, you know, tell them everything that I went through. Make them see the journey that I went through and think that it wouldn't be that that hard for them to attain. So right. I, I would love to do stuff like that. And now 
I really want to get on a motivational speaking kick. Like, so yeah. I want to tackle all that. I want to, that's that's what I want to do. I want to walk in those footpaths of those people. Yeah. Motivational speaking, private sessions for the uh, celebrities, uh, talking to the kids, mentoring kids, and doing programs for youth in the city and stuff like that. So I want to I want to be a part of it all, honestly. I just, I don't want to just be a chef. Yeah. I want to still be cooking, but I want to use that outlet to branch off and do a whole bunch of other stuff. Do everything. Well, you said it best. I stole one of your quotes from uh, one of the interviews you did. It was uh, with Road Trip Nation, and you definitely uh-huh. said it best. You said, don't let life go by. Don't be shy. Don't be timid. If you want it, get out there. And get it. So, ma'am, you got to follow your advice now. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, I I, I learned going through this whole journey. If I hadn't opened my mouth, if I didn't show my personality, then nobody wouldn't have been as interested as they were to even continue to do the stuff that they was doing for me for every opportunity that I had. It was only because, like, I showed my personality. I just just showed them who I was. And people liked that from all over. Like, they, they resonated with it. So that was my best advice that I could give to anybody. Like, just stop being close. And I even tell the kids that. I'm like, man, when y'all get with y'all friends, man, y'all a whole different person. And then when you get around other people, you all close up, and that makes people intimidated when they see you. And then you won't be able to go and get them the opportunity because they think from your perception that you're giving them. Are you are are there any people that you specifically want to model, you know, your career after? Um honestly, that that's a good question, man. Who I wanna model my career at because I I don't know, and I'm, you know what, I'm glad you didn't ask that question on this podcast, being that you out here, and you know what's going, I don't know if you know, but if you a foodie, you know, and it's just having to do with my, (laughs) with myself in the light of what's going on with him and his situation he going through, um, (laughs) I would just, I don't, I don't know who I would model my, Oprah? Oprah. Man, I loved Oprah. I always loved Oprah. Man, she doing everything I she talks to she always had interesting conversations with regular like just people who you would never thought of. She go whatever she wants and she only did it by just talking to people. Yeah. And listening. Like that's that's what I'm all about. So her, that's what I'm all about. My career yeah. okay. <laughs> I know that's big shoes to fill, but hey, that's so so well. So my last couple of questions for you. Um one is when are you the happiest? And two, is there a certain mantra that you use to like keep yourself encouraged? I'm the happiest. I'm I'm happy when I'm cooking, but I'm not gonna say that all the time because sometimes I'm like I'm happy, but I'm like regular, but I'm just too focused. I can't can't say that. I guess I'm the happiest like when I'm with my family or the ones that I love. Mm-hmm. Um. And what was the other question again? I'm sorry. The last one is any mantra that you use to keep yourself motivated. Um, I just always remain humble and just remember the thing, well, how things could be, and where I came from. Mm-hmm. That keep me motivated. Like just just staying humble because everything you can lose everything. You know, you can you can get into a situation where you're not able to do what you can anymore, never taking advantage. 
uh, taking for granted the things that you have and all the things that I accomplished. Like looking back at that, that that's how I look back, and those are the things that keep me motivated. Like yeah. just just thinking how far that I've come, everything that I've done so far for me to do like anything else to change gears or to just stop, that would just be like just a waste of time and potential. So those are the things that I look back on that just keep me motivated. Like, man, I did this. Like, what more can I do? If I keep going down, what else can I do? Yeah, I can relate to that one because you definitely look back and stuff and you're like, wow. I definitely got to, like, I can't quit now. Like, at this point, right. I have to find some like, some now. next goal and some next step. And when you have a lot of people who are looking at you or a lot of people who are really rooting for you, like, really want you to just go everywhere and do everything you've ever wanted to do, you kind of feel motivated to, like, show them that, yeah, I can't actually do it. <laughs> so. Right. But I really appreciate you. This was fun. I really do appreciate your time. Is there anything else, anything new or upcoming or next or, you know, where you want people to follow you? Um, Follow me at Chef Serena, C-H-E-F-S-Y-R-E-N-A at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Go visit the website, www.chefserenajohnson.com. I do have... Some things coming up that I really can't be too, too descriptive of, but it's something to look out for. And I will definitely, when it's time, I will definitely hit you up personally and be like, yeah, so maybe we could talk again when that comes up. But it's something very interesting. Okay. So um, definitely that's coming up. Um, I'm trying to do a pop-up soon. My like my my very own pop up, and I've done one like little ones with other organizations, but I'm gonna get together soon and get that going. And then when I have that coming, I will definitely hit you up too. But those are the two things that I'm currently working on. But uh, the website to keep you posted, all of the uh, social media outlets to keep everyone posted on what I'm doing, and um, you guys can definitely follow me. Okay, so I paused. Hopefully when I edit this, it won't sound crazy, but I'll tell y'all what happened. So basically, I was on the internet, right? And I was like, oh, let me look up, you know, some some more information on people that we talked about in the interview. You know, get some more notes for future editing. And I'm on, I pull up John Besh. Like, I I just Googled John Besh because I want to, like, see what other restaurants he has, blah, blah, blah. And the first thing that pops up is these... Um, sexual harassment. And I was like, wait, time out. Is this the same person we've been talking about? <laughs> so, of course, yeah, of course I had to get Chef Serena's opinion on this whole debacle. We got Bernie coming out saying he's going to run for president again. We got John Besh talking about, yes, I'm, now that I'm actually updating myself on the news today, I'm learning all kinds of stuff. This is great. Okay, so let's get your opinion on this whole John Besh situation. And for people who don't know, and like myself, because I didn't know like an hour ago, um, basically he stepped down from his company. His company is like, what, 14 
restaurants and different like yes. food companies. Um, and he did say that there was like a consensual, you know, relationship with some former employee two years ago. Um, and he's, I guess, remorseful about it, um, according to his statement. And he's apologized to people who have, you know, been affiliated with him, people who work with him for feeling any kind of way or maybe whatever. And so you're someone who's been affiliated with him. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to ask her what she thinks about this. So what do you think about all this? Um, it's it's kind of like it's it's new, it's big, it's still fresh, and it's kind of the talk of the city right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I work for the organization, I, I met them in 2011, and I've been you know following them ever since. I kind of know how all of this stems, and it's good that <laughs> it's Myra because. As far as the sexual harassment claim part, like, I really don't, I don't know too much about that. Like, I get some of the, the things that they mentioned in that article, I get it. The bro culture, you know, most of the uh, other things, I get it. There is their males up in us, so I guess it's a misogynistic type of atmosphere. But yeah. as far as, like, I, I, I really didn't see none of that, I guess, because, like, I was just on the line and I wasn't too involved with it like that. So I don't know. I do know that he that he did say that he did that that he was with one of those employees. So mm-hmm. as far as that concerns, it's I mean it, it was what it said on the. From my perspective, I know what it is, and everybody in New Orleans, if you part of the food industry, and you work around the BRG, then you'll know that it all stems from Shuffleline Shia, who has Dominica. He. Uh-huh always try to branch off and do his own thing and leave the group. All of a sudden, when he got fired, now we got an eight-month investigation about it. But he knew that he'd been fired because there probably was talks of it. So now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, he goes to, to the town's picking you, and now this story is out. Well, well, why didn't it came at a perfect time, perfect time for him to mm-hmm. air it out? So all this really stems over shuffle line guy, man, we we watching a, a game of chess play out before our eyes. Now, the people worldwide don't know what's going on, because this is really a city thing. But this all stems from, come on now, we all know what goes down in the restaurant. Talk about anybody who go who work at a restaurant. And they're going to tell you not many restaurants have HR, HR departments. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not, I'm not saying that it's the right thing. Right. But what I'm saying is that's been the culture of the restaurant. Come on, we work up in there. We up in there all uh, hours every day. We right. up in there 10, 14 hours every day. Come on, now you expect, I'm not saying that what is right is, you know, he's married. Okay, I get that. But all I'm saying is those girls who go up in there and they managers and they do that type of stuff, they know who chef is and they, they do, they do stuff like they trying to be picked or trying to be chosen for mm-hmm. something. I don't know. So they do that to get those perks. But that stems from a line being angry and them strategically playing games with each other. He kind of just hit him really low to where it affected him in a major way. And it came at a time where we also got the microscope on this guy from Hollywood who's right, doing right. the same thing. So it really just came at a time where it was perfect for him and bad for show. 
It don't. I mean, it has everything to do with it. And guess what? From now on, this will change the culture and restaurant history. It will be documented, and things will change because of it. But it's really a move that uh, a little crummy move that a chef who this man really he he put he co-signed three restaurants for you, mm. and because things turn left, he figured he wanted to play catch bait. So that's all that's about. It's so crazy. And, like, they're talking about changing all the pot. And like you said, like, there's the moral side of, like, yeah, you did something that's against, you know, whatever your certain beliefs are and, like, your marriage. Now, no, he's, he's too big to, to, to go through all of that. He, he's too big to, like, to not have an HR department. He's too big to, like, be going through that petty stuff, like, dealing with employees. He's too big to be doing it. So, mm-hmm. like, shame on him for that. But, like, this story came out because somebody just wanted to be spiteful. You said your um your group me is, like, blowing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> My group text is, like, popping right now. That is, it's just, it's just kind of crazy news. I mean, I guess the good thing is that policies will change and things like that. Do you think that he's going to bounce back from this, though? Because he does have such a long history, like, a long career, like, long reputation, like, long-known, um you know, standard of, like, business and his food. And do you think that there's going to be a return? Or it's just like, this is it, it's dead. Like, the community's too small. Um, That's the biggest question that's going around right now. I mean, honestly, I had my opinions about everything, and which is just theories. <laughs> Let me yeah. put theories out there. Because I can say that it's like that. But if y'all read between the lines and y'all go through every article, you'll be able to piece together that it's just a disgruntled guy. And, I mean, I guess he, and he probably, you know, he probably took for granted that this guy probably could do something like this. Because if you think, man, I co-signed three successful restaurants with this guy, you wouldn't think somebody would do something like that but i guess this was a learning lesson for a whole lot of people so right i mean you know he he worked been working with a line from best steakhouse that's where a line started so i mean they have a relationship you know so this kind it's kind of like a, a a funny thing that's playing out right now so is it basically this other guy is is like um coming like i don't understand why it wasn't the female that came out that's what i'm why is it this guy like yeah because he he, (laughs) it's kind of like he got it all together in my opinion yeah and that's just me and i worked with the guy so i kind of know him and i don't know him like that but i've worked with him and i I would he the kind of person is if you do something to me i'm gonna do something worse to you Mm. Well, I I can't. I don't know. I'm very curious to see how it's all gonna kind of play out. My okay. My last question though on this: Do you think him stepping down was a bad move? Um, I don't think him stepping down was a bad move. I think him stepping down was um a selfless move because he was thinking about all his employees and the jeopardy of the restaurant. So that was a move to 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 keep people in the same situation and don't make it worse than what it is. Because what, 
I guess he could take the fact that, you know, his reputation is on the line, but to then have to take the fact your reputation is on the line and I let all of these people down too, I don't think that he'll be able to, like, shake back from that. So I just think he did that as a move to do something better with the um, company and just step away from it so it wouldn't make people, like, change their minds about patronizing it or even take their frustrations out on the employees who who are there right now. Because, right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about people feeding their family. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Like, he got to feed his family. The people that he gives jobs to, they got to feed their family. And for right. all of those people to lose a job just because this happened, I mean, that's kind of unfair. Yeah, and I mean, they're talking about changing some of the restaurant names and they have, you know, someone who's immediately ready to step up. Do you know who the Shannon, who Shannon White is, the new CEO person? Uh, and as when it, when I read it and I was like, Shannon, 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 that name sounds familiar and I think I do. And if it is the same person who I know it is, she's somebody who's been with the company. Anyway, she was like, what if I'm not mistaken? She was already a manager with them for a long time. So um, the name does ring a bell, but, like, I haven't been with them so long. Like, I would just have to see her face and be like, okay, all right, that's her. Well, man, I definitely hope people don't just lose their job or, you know, like I said, there's, you know, we live in the South, and, and right now, especially – just in media in general, like the whole um, sexual harassment, the hashtag Me Too is everywhere, you know. So it's kind of like the worst. If it was just like, oh, you cheated on your wife and that was the big story, it's kind of like, you know, slap on the hand, you know, kind of like all the rest of the guys and you kind of move on. And then you have the Harry Weinstein guy and his big old story. So now it's just a bigger story it's on CNN and like, it's kind of the worst blow right now. But you know how the media world works. People will forget about it in, like, a week. And, and you know, hopefully he can bounce back from it. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human. You know, yeah. we all do things. And, like, uh, I mean, it was, I mean, I'm not, I can't, you know, I guess I can't say it. But I guess, I don't know, it's just a situation and people go through situations. But I mean, just to see how it all played out, like, I was just watching Twitter and I'm like, to see how everybody just kind of flipped sides and kind of like turned their backs on him. That was kind of the most thing that I looked at and was like, wow, like, because these were people who I seen who they look like they got down with them or they was getting down with them before. And then as soon as this happened, they just flipped script. Like, I'm like, geez, do you even have, like, friends in the industry? Because I thought, like, when things like this happen, I mean, if you know him, then wouldn't you think that you would know that this was going on? Like, if you just know that this, that this, that's that guy. So for all those people who was like, oh, man, shame on him. And I'm glad that, I mean, like, y'all knew him. So apparently, like, either y'all you know, do the same thing or why y'all can't be friends and just come to him or like, you know, come support him instead of just like, oh man, I don't want to get down with him no more. Like, come on now. Yeah. And he's not, he ain't no horrible person. He's not a bad guy. I know that. I mean, I've been around him. He ain't no horrible person, Mm -hmm. but I'm not trying to say that I know everything that he did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because right now it's just allegations. Like, we don't know for sure. All we know for sure is that, according to him, there was 
definitely a relationship, but it, it doesn't say right. that her other claims are true and, yet. We don't know that. So, I mean, all of the, I mean, a big article is sexual harassment in the group. I mean, so yeah. can you say that he's responsible for everything that happened at all? to have a many restaurants that he had. Yeah, he had control over it, and as a big figure, he should have gotten those procedures like HR department so you wouldn't have to go through that. But, I mean, live and you learn. And I believe this is definitely a big enough learning lesson for anybody to get their act together. Lord, but, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of comments circulating, too, like, well, I never had HR, and I've been working in the restaurant industry for years. So, I mean, uh-huh. everybody has their opinions about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at this point, I feel like HR business is about to be booming. Like, if you have right, a consulting right. company, <laughs> even if you just consult on the side, like, you're about to have a whole department, like, a whole extra career about to be made. In Louis in New Orleans, because it isn't a restaurant industry. I mean, it is a restaurant city, and you're right. Now that I think about it, I can't. I mean, I'm not in restaurants like that, but I can't imagine that there's just like a department of someone's. Like, it's either you're hired or you're not hired. And if you have a complaint, I assume you have someone to go to for that. And and they're normally the thing is they're normally not even up in there that long to even. To get a complaint. You know what I'm saying? Like, the revolving door is, like, so big in restaurants. Uh Probably not even there that long to even have a complaint. So, I mean, I get it. But then, you know, like, it's a learning lesson. Although this is a bad situation from him, some good things came along. We put some spotlights on stuff. And a whole lot of things will change. Like I said, it will be documented. Um, It will be recorded for the for the record books. And um, people will learn from it and definitely move a lot different. And it will create a different atmosphere in the rest. So talking about women now, it will definitely create a different atmosphere for women. Maybe even a better atmosphere for women. But also, you got to think about this too. This hurting us because maybe... It can be a thing that it brought balls over where it can affect us to where it will intimidate people to hire women because of that. So that's two things that we're going to have to watch out for this situation. It's good we put a spotlight mm-hmm. on it, but now it could be like, okay, y'all put a spotlight on it so much to where if y'all going to do all of this, I'm not going to even have a woman up in here. We just about to X all of that out the equation. Yeah, so let's, okay. um, that's something that we got to keep an uh, eye out for. Of course, harassment in any form is horrible and it's wrong and, you know, it's not appropriate for the workplace. We know that. But right now it's just a crazy situation, a crazy story. But thank you for shedding some info on it and your opinions. And I appreciate you taking my call again tonight. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. No problem. Thank you. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, Good luck with all of those group texts. And, um, yeah, good luck with that. But, yeah, thanks so much. So this is definitely an important topic. Um, It can be a polarizing topic because there are people who know him personally and there are people who are just hearing the stories. So definitely read the articles, get your own information and form your own opinion. Um, Articles are on NOLA.com. I also found one on NPR.org, CNN, list goes on. Um, But thank you so much for listening to the episode. Thank you so much to Chef Serena Johnson. Please go actually read her blog her website learn about her her story and what she went through um through hurricane katrina 
while she was in high school is such an amazing and inspiring story. Go read her story. Um, and just continue to follow us. I say it with your breasts. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. And namaste.